1: The following podcast is a Dear Media production.
0: Hello, my darlings. Today's guest is Helen of Helen's Wines. And for those of you who live in the Los Angeles area, you are definitely familiar. There are Helen's Wines in every John and Vinnie's location. Uh, For those of you who don't live in Los Angeles, which I know is many of you, let me paint a picture here. John and Vinny's is a cult Italian restaurant um, from two guys named John and Vinny who own many successful restaurants in Los Angeles, including uh, Animal. And Helen started working for them when they were just getting started. She did their wine program and then wanted to start her own business. And so after working for them for a long time, she's like, listen, I got to go. And they were like, wait a second, what do you mean? And she was like, I've told you from the beginning, like I want to have my own business. And the most genius thing occurred, which was that she continued to work with them while owning her own business. And so in the back of every John and Vinny's or within every John and Vinny's is a Helen's Wines. Helen knows everything. Anybody needs to know about wine. So this episode is about, you know, her getting into wine. Because I'm like, how do you just decide one day that you want to learn about wine? what really a sommelier is, Um, how to, you know, get what you want in the restaurant industry as a female, which is nearly impossible. Um, And then we talk about like what kind of wines we should drink if we want to invest in wine. Where do we look? What do we do? It's a cute episode. I love you guys. I love Helen. Please enjoy. Drink with this. Drink, drink some wine and listen to this. Drink this, drink this down, drink down these words and maybe drink it down with a little pinot. Oh, by the way, you can order wine from Helen online. She ships nationwide. Okay. You grew up in New York. I did. I wish I grew up in New York. I wish we lived in New York. Do you miss it? I think about it all the time. I think about it every day. I think about how do I get back
1: there more often? And I will. I think I'll be back there more. Have you guys all been there together? Yeah, of course,
0: a lot. Yeah, of course, because your family's there.
1: My mom's still there. Same house I grew up in. Where is it? Upper East Side. Oh, my God. It's like a whole vibe. Like, I grew up in the, like, New York. It's kind of, like, gross, but amazing. You live really fast, and then the city either, like, burns you or, like, takes you back in. I want that for my children. Yes. I think think it's a great way to grow up. I grew up really tough. Yeah. Like you understand social situations
0: really quickly quickly and you can like protect yourself very easily. That's what I I, because think about it. We're when we're here, we're in our house, we get in the car, we -hmm. get to the location, they get out like they don't even like it's not like there's like squares where they can hang out. There's no like testing the boundaries and understanding what's safe and not safe. It's like sheltered. It's like big time
1: imaginary giants carrying us from one place to the next. (laughs) (laughs) So the sharks don't get us. But you have a very serious job here. so I mean, it's serious business, I know. I mean, it's like we're rooted here, (coughs) but I'm optimistic that life like opens in new ways. If you keep thinking about it, you Mm -hmm. want things. It might not happen right away, but yeah there'll be a moment when yeah we... and we're growing and we're yeah I feel
0: like you too could move to New York Davide doesn't he doesn't like it. Really? Last time we went, Wait, we, had, we had, it's so crazy, <laughs> last time we, he just doesn't understand, he's like, why is this so dirty? Why is everybody so rude? Like, what?" <laughs> and like, when well, we were there last time, we were, we like left Frenchette, we like landed and went oh, straight to fucking Frenchette. It's pretty dirty
1: down there, I love Frenchette. And then I was like,
0: let's walk back to the hotel. Like, yeah. I love walking, we're fucking mm. New York, I don't care, maybe, maybe try just Becca. sleep, yeah. like, it's cute great. walk. Yeah, Tribeca to Soho to Bowery. Yeah. Fabulous. He was... Convinced that a rat was going to eat the baby. <laughs> like white knuckling the dude's rat. And so he was white knuckling the duna on the cobblestone oh Soho streets, God. and the baby was going, uh, oh. he's like, I'm not putting her next to the trash. And I was like, there's other kids in New York, you asshole. Yo,
1: the rats are no joke. Oh, I yeah. like that transfer or the like new public trash lady who's a Tish but she's like, Wait, the rats this. don't own us. <laughs> like, we own the rats. Like, And then people made memes about her. She's like oh, part of the Tish She's like granddaughter of the Tishes. Yeah. yeah, and she's like, I'm obsessed with fixing the sanitation pro- and the rats. And like, that's why, anyway, I know oh way too God. much about it. But
0: So you grew up rough and tumble, yes. fake ID. I had one too in high yes. school. Before I had a fake ID, I got mine ID, on St. Mark's. No, yeah, <laughs> I,
1: that's where you got it. Before I had a fake ID, when I was 14, I once tried to get into a club with my mom's ID, fire, which was like <laughs> You're they like, were like, "Hi, I'm
0: 42." Yeah, like
1: they were like, "You're not a 45 year old blue eyed woman," and I was like, "But maybe I am." And then I was like, "I just got to get." A what legit, clubs were you going to? What oh bars God. were you going? Were you going downtown? We, yeah, but like I was also very. Like, we, I did more private. Like, we went to, like, small bars. Like, we went to the Abbey, which was, like, when Mm -hmm. it was on the Upper West Side. Mm -hmm. And they didn't even ID you there. I feel like I went to the Tunnel once. I went to a lot of music venues, like Knitting Factory, saw a lot of live shows, stuff like that. And your parents didn't drink? My dad's sober, but my mom's, like, teetotaler. Like, don't drink. Mm -hmm. More than one. (laughs) I'm watching you. (laughs) But they were, it was this really interesting time because... My parents got divorced right before I was fourteen, and then they both mm. fell in love with like the loves of their lives. Oh wow! So as I was coming of age in New York, my mom was like completely distracted by being like, "Oh my god, I'm hot, I'm in love." He gave me a Cartier watch. Like no. they got engaged in three. They still yeah. together? Yes, they what? are still together. Oh my god! It's really cute, really crazy, but I I think it gave me like they went out of town every weekend. Yeah, they're honeymooning. Yeah, they're like, let's get away from this teenager. (laughs) Oh, shit. But then I did get the clap back, but it was all right. I mean, I just like got trained. I trained myself
0: to be like, they're not watching so I can do whatever I want. Yeah but you didn't get into like serious trouble no you just have maybe like a little bit of a bad attitude
1: i got in the most serious trouble in seventh grade when like my friend convinced me to shoplift at bloomingdale's and like it What'd was like steal? t-shirts yeah like ck1 t-shirts mm-hmm. baby tees baggy yeah, pants yeah, yeah. and got taken to like the back underbelly of bloomingdale's which was like such a shit show and put in like a fake jail cell mm-hmm. like had a scared straight pbs moment <laughs>
0: and then, <laughs> you know they have one of those uh, at Whole Foods on Christie. No, really the one, or the one on house Sin? yeah there's a Whole Foods deal. <laughs> yeah they're like now we could call
1: the cops totally, yeah. but we're not going to and there was like graffiti I was like what is going on and then they couldn't reach my mom so my friend's mom got us out and she was like you need to tell your mom so I went home and I had to tell her but I could like spin the story by that point so yeah I that your get friend get took trouble. the thing and you really- yeah and I was like and you're not paying attention to me and I need new clothes and like yeah blah,
0: blah, blah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good age to be super manipulative.
1: Yeah. I mean, New York's fun. It was really... I had a great time. Mm -hmm. Smoked a lot of weed. Had really good
0: friends. I smoked so much weed in high school, too. So much weed. If I look at weed now, I'm like...
1: (sighs) The world's going to crash in me. My heart starts <laughs> pounding. I found some weed I really like mm. that I can get behind. Mm-hmm. The 710 Lab stuff, like the guy Skelly. I don't know oh, if you've yeah, yeah. seen that. Like it's really mellow and they use fu- dried fusilli as a filter. No. Yeah, and I take like two hits and I'm like, I'm good. I'm good yeah.
0: I feel like I did when I was 16. So you, I know, wanted to work at a restaurant and then... Didn't work at a restaurant and you were trying to figure out school. You ended up in school where, in Wisconsin?
1: Yes, I went to three schools, but I ended up in the end in Wisconsin, in Madison. And it was, I always wanted to be in restaurants and my mom was like, no. no. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But it was when you were going to schools when you finally got to work at a restaurant.
1: I did. I was like, I have no friends. I want friends. What school
0: did you go to in Madison? I went to the University
1: of Wisconsin oh. in Madison, like UW. What were you majoring in the- I majored in English with a business minor. Okay. And so I was always like, I'm going to be a writer. And then my parents were like, that's amazing. And then I was like, but secretly I'm going to go into restaurants. Mm -hmm. And so I started there and I loved it. And I had like purses full of cash. I was like a, you know, server
0: and busser and food runner. All I care about in the world is working at restaurants.
1: Yeah. I mean. My
0: favorite job in the world. Yeah.
1: It's the best. You can come hang out with me anytime. I miss it. Like now we don't. I don't really work in service yeah. you know it's like gotten to this place but the master plan was my oldest one of my oldest friends amanda bacon who you know or amanda, amanda roe yeah amanda chantal bacon <laughs> we went to high school together and we were like okay we're gonna oh boast-proof. is that how you
0: know al
1: yeah yeah collegiate bo- what didn't you go to collegiate i think so yeah, yeah
0: because i remember the first time al wilmot shout out GG's. Hey, we went to, he brought me to one of your like wine talks. Oh really? Years ago with one of the guys oh, from crazy. Beastie Boys. My oh yeah. Mike D. Yeah. Like fucking Mike D loves burgundy. Oh my God. Remember so treacherous. what was that, that was restaurant that they owned on the lower East side? Remember oh, they Whitman's. owned the burger place? No, no, oh, no, the not Beastie Boys. the Beastie Boys. They owned. Mm. Oh, and my, my roommate was like a waitress there. Speaking of restaurants, oh, which I was so know. funny. I went to that and I remember thinking, wow, like, you know, I, I grew up with my parents had a little property in Napa and like mm. they were going to French Laundry when it first opened oh, and like, incredible. we still have, yeah. I mean, it wasn't fan, it wasn't something that rich people did. It was like hippies and it wasn't yeah. this, like my dad now, it was, country. He was totally. There were a lot of people from New York there And but it was it was something same thing as football where like I grew up with it, but nobody taught me enough about it because they Mm. assumed I was around it that I knew. And I remember going, I was like, you want to come with me? Helen's doing this series. And I remember thinking like, wow, Helen really knows what she's talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Like, this is fucking crazy. And like, how do you even kind of begin to do this thing? But you always had a desire. I mean, so you ended up moving out here. Yeah. (laughs) So the original
1: plan was like Amanda was cooking for Suzanne Goen and I was like going to get a job in the front of the house. And then we were going to open a restaurant or something together. And that was like our master plan. So I started working at Kraft and I just I I, like 23 years old. Kraft was such a big deal. So it was like all the agents were there. It was like such a hot spot. There's no
0: like power restaurants like that anymore. really. Really? I mean, like horses
1: maybe no there's no
0: Asians in horses
1: yeah that's that's true I feel like there's pockets of power power is different in LA than it used to be it's like hidden Mr. Chow everyone like like hides the power
0: yeah I guess so Mr.
1: Chow feels like such a trick like I'm always excited to go there and then I'm like wait I have to wait for the fucking duck. Like, I'm like, cut to the duck. That's all I really want. No, but restaurant, like I got to wine through food. And yeah. it was always like a love of produce and like quality. And then I think I just slowly saw that like people didn't pay, like an average restaurant didn't care about wine. You had to go to like La Bernadette or like a five-star mm-hmm. fuck you restaurant to have an elevated by the glass experience, let's say. Now it's very different. So I think, thank goodness, because you can go anywhere usually and get a pretty decent glass of wine. But when I started, it was like hot fucking Grenache.
0: What's the first thing you do when you wake up? Is it checking your credit score? Definitely, definitely not. At Chime, that's exactly what they do. It's their full job. It's their full job to wake up and check your credit score because with their secured chime credit builder visa credit card you can start to build credit with your own money building credit in this country can be impossible it can be depressing it can be isolating i've gone through it my husband majorly went through it moving here couldn't get a car couldn't i mean it was just this is a great solution chime reports your payments like the responsible adult you are making your payments to all the credit bureaus to help you build a credit over time. Their members see an increase of 30 points on average. All of this with no annual fees, large security deposits, or credit checks to apply. So start your credit journey with Chime. To sign up, it only takes two minutes and it does not affect your credit score. Get started at chime.com slash best. That's chime.com slash best. The Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card is issued by Stride Bank and A pursuant to a license from Visa USA. Chime checking account and $200 qualifying direct deposit required to apply for the secure Chime credit builder Visa credit card. Regular on time payment history can have a positive impact on your credit score. Impact to score may vary and some users' scores may not improve. Out of network ATM withdrawals fees may apply except for many pass ATMs and 7 Eleven or any all point or Visa Alliance ATMs. Gia is a non-alcoholic social tonic inspired by Mediterranean aperitivo culture. Gia creates original, craveable flavors that are as complex as any alcoholic cocktail, like a Campari or an Aperol, minus the alcohol and added nasties. So there's no sugar, no flavors, and no alcohol, just real plants. And Gia focuses on flavor over function. It won't buzz you in any way. Their pure botanical ingredients are powerful enough to bring out the best version of you without numbing the night. Their new spritz flavor, lime and salt, tastes like a refreshing dip in the sea. It's their signature aperitivo spritzed with fresh lime and a dash of sea salt. I drink Gia all the time. If we have an event here, we have Gia. If we have people over, we have Gia. It's completely become a beautiful thing to offer somebody on an evening where they just don't want to drink. And a lot of my friends who do drink love to enjoy a It's gorgeous, very chic brand. It's perfect for holiday hosting. I love it for dinner parties. And it's a great way to prioritize your health. It's the perfect grown up indulgence with only good things in it pure botanical extracts, no added sugar, and no artificial ingredients. They also have a fabulous holiday set if you're feeling festive, a beautiful cocktail box that has everything you need to cause a little stir. Stemless martini glass, full-size bottle of Ghia, handmade glass stirs, two coasters. It's fabulous. Listen, Ghia rarely, rarely, rarely does discounts, but they're offering 20% off exclusively for my gorgeous community. Use code BASSE to check 20% off, use code BEST to check out. That's D R I N K G H I A. D R I N K G H I A.com for 20% off. I remember you said at one point that you went, you weren't 21, but you went to a dinner with your friend and her mom. Yeah. And you looked 20 when they did an ID, whatever that, I mean, in New York with Amanda mm-hmm. and her mom. Oh, that was Chantal. Amanda yeah. and her mom. And they did a wine pairing and you yeah. understood how the wine was amplifying the meal. Totally. I mean that's something that to grasp that at it as a teenager, even if you are 18, it's pretty it's a pretty sophisticated thing to grasp.
1: I feel like I was stoned. So I was probably just like, <laughs> Oh yeah. I was just like, what's the like, nuance mm. of this mineral? <laughs> no, I I mean that's very nice of you to say. I think that it's about flavor. It's always been for me about like taste and like discerning. For me, like, what is good and what is bad, in my opinion, mm-hmm. when it comes to food or Were your parents seasoning. foodie?
0: Did they yeah, cook? my mom,
1: like, cooks. Yeah, great. Big cook. But, like, never took us out to eat. Like, we went to one, like, a, the same sushi place all over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But very into food, very into organic, like, CSA vibes.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. So then you came so you come to California where so the I produce here, runs rampant.
1: We were I, that's why I came. I was like, I love the hills, I love the sage, I love the avocados, let's mm-hmm. do this. <laughs> and I we like were on the hustle. It was like when you I feel like when you're young in LA, you're like, I'm gonna take two shots, drive my car over here <laughs> and like I mean Amanda and I had so much fun and I think we learned so much and then ultimately she realized that restaurants weren't for her. Mm -hmm. And like, I still wanted that life. And so our careers took us into different directions, so to speak.
0: Well, she went to like eat, pray, love herself, right? Exactly. And
1: she had already gone on a few eat, pray, love journeys because like, you know, she lived in Argentina. Like there's such a, she's such an interesting story. But then I met John and Vinny. Like I, I kind of got burned by the restaurant industry, and then I quit. And then I met John and Vinny, and I was like, I'm gonna give this one more shot. And I was really clear with them about what I wanted in life. And like, were you
0: already a psalm at
1: this point? Yeah, I mean, I never went to school, so I was like, I called myself a psalm
0: because yeah, I, I want to talk about ability. that. Well, yeah. like. I watched some on Netflix and I was like (laughs) (laughs) and I remember my mom and I being like and Davide, we were like, wait a second. So every fucking Somali at every restaurant we go to went through this. No. And I was like, there's no way there'd be no psalms. No,
1: that shit's grueling. I tried that program.
0: I mean, come on.
1: I don't learn that way. First of all, flashcards like freak so me out. so hard. Yeah, and it's like- It takes the, it takes the magic out of it. You're beating yourself up and there's yeah. no passion. I mean, they would argue there's that's all Comple- passion. Yes, completely. Yeah. No, I think that the definition of a sommelier has never been that you need a certification. I think the general public would like to think that we all went to school and it's like fucking Hogwarts, but for wine. Yeah. And we're just <laughs> like, Syrah, let me break it down for you. But I guess that's what- the gen pop need to be mm-hmm. like you know more than I do so totally. I feel comfortable like you're a doctor you went to medical school yeah. whatever I didn't do it I just taught myself with the resources that but working there was some sort John of Vinny process right I mean I went through it yeah I went through two levels and I felt like an alien and I was like I don't like any of the people here I don't like this curriculum I don't feel like I learned this way I don't yeah. agree with like there's only one way to taste wine And I also felt like it wouldn't, I wouldn't learn as much as I could if I did it my own way.
0: I have a chic little grouping of products next to my bed. And the last year we added Foria to that grouping and I leave it out with no damn shame. And I keep it out because I want to be able to have quick access to this stuff. Because when I tell you that Foria's products are incredible, this is me telling you like we're having drinks together and I'm sharing a secret, but I don't want to gatekeep this. The Awaken Arousal Oil and the Sex Oil from Foria are a 10 out of 10. Better sex just starts with Foria. People may not think they need a little extra help in the bedroom, I know some partners can be a little turned off by that, maybe a little emasculated, but get over it because this stuff allows you to have truly the best orgasm you will ever have of your life. For the ton of women who have painful sex and don't talk about it or suffer through it in silence, this can ease that pain and increase your sexual pleasure. You are allowed to fully experience your sexual pleasure. It's like a little pregame. It's all natural ingredients. It's all plant-based. It's fabulous. The arousal oil, um, you know, it's like a juicy little warm-up that helps you get really turned on. Um, And listen, if you combine the arousal oil with the sex oil, it's just like a perfect combo. It's a one-two punch for peak pleasure, really. So, yes, you have my permission to try this. I fully endorse that you go ahead and treat yourself to a more deeper, fuller pleasure wherever you can find it and as often as possible. And you can start with a bottle of Foria. Foria is offering a special deal for our listeners. Get 20% off your first order by visiting foriawellness.com slash Pia or use code Pia at checkout. That's F-O-R-I-A wellness.com forward slash Pia for 20% off your first order. Our next partner has a product that you all know that I use every day. Athletic Greens is just one little perfect scoop of pure goodness to add to a smoothie. Maybe you want to add it to just water. It's very versatile. It does not taste bad. So I just plop that little scoop in my water every morning. And let me tell you why I love it. It's got everything you need. We're talking 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, adaptogens. It's just the perfect way to start your day. It's a fabulous little micro habit that has super big benefits. It is cheaper than your cold brew habit. And listen, it has over 7,000 five star reviews. It's recommended by multiple professional athletes. It also comes with these fabulous little travel packs, which allow you to keep up with your routine like I do on every vacation. Also, I don't know what the science is behind this, but it settles my stomach. It makes me feel so good and energized. You can absolutely notice if you stop taking it. And right now it's very important to make sure that we're on top of our health and arming our immune system. And this is the best, most convenient way to do so. We are in cold and flu season, my people. So just one scoop in water or a smoothie every day. That's it. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash best four. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash best four to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. What restaurants do John and Vinny have at that point? So there
1: was only Animal when I started with them. Animal's so fucking good. Animal, it's back, baby. You should come in. I told, no, I told
0: Davide that that was when I moved back to LA from New York, that I was like, this is the only New York level restaurant So good. here.
1: It was so special. I started when it just like really exploded and we worked like six nights a week and we used to be Mm -hmm. open until 2 a.m. on the weekends and it was like. Insane, and Vinny was there cooking, and John would like open. You know, it was just like a wild ride. So, were you the psalm there? I was the general manager, beverage director. You did all the, HR. the whole program. I like did everything. HR. I did it all. We did it all in the beginning, and then I was like, saw that we were gonna grow, and I was like, oh no, I'm growing too. So I mm. just was like, oh, I'm gonna be involved in Son of a Gun. How did you meet them? Through this other chef who I thought hated me, but was like, loving Recommending me. you yeah, on the back end. <laughs> yeah, I was like, you got to meet John and Vinny. They're going to be huge. And I was like, what does oh, that even Where mean? are they from? Florida. They're from Florida. They're from Florida. We're going back to Florida. We're opening in Miami. Shut the fuck up. We're doing it, girl. The John and Vinny's? Yeah, and Helen's and a bar. I yeah, guess yeah. now there's a Carbone it's, there, so we need a John and Vinny. I know. We need to balance it does out. Does that feel competitive? No, not at all. We do very different things.
0: Very different. Yeah,
1: and it's a different vibe, and you're getting like a different experience. And John and Vinny's is like a diner, you know? It's Mm -hmm. like all day, you're getting a hug, proverbial, of course, Mm -hmm. from us. Not like CNBC and like lip
0: suction, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's definitely a a different vibe. So you start working with them. Yes. Are you realizing, I mean, at what point an animal are you like, this is going to be a fucking big deal?
1: I think I just fell in love with the food yeah. that they were making. And I fell in love, like, I finally found, like, I was respected mm-hmm. in a really big way. as like, hey, here's your space and we we trust you. Like, there was this level of trust. It's very hard for
0: women in the food industry. I think it's nearly
1: impossible, especially, what, almost 14, 12 years ago. Like, yeah. so hard. So... There was that. And then I just saw the opportunity. I mean, in our interview, I had been very clear. I was like, I want to own my own business. I want to either have a general store or wine shop. Like those are my goals. And they were like, cool. So I knew that I'd laid the groundwork to circle back on that one day, whether it was with them or without them. I mean,
0: it's a really fucking genius move because you're like, I want this thing that's mine. But what's happening with us is Gorge. So, so beautiful. Your restaurant amplifies what I want to do. Yeah. And then let me amplify your restaurant. Yeah. And then we're just going to put a wine shop in the restaurant.
1: Yeah. I mean, I... Bas- How did that come, like... I was like, I was like, I'm going to quit because at that <laughs> point we had <laughs> kind of like good old fashioned ultimatum. No, I didn't. It wasn't that slick. But basically at that point before John and Vinny's, I had opened Ludo's restaurants, two with him. The experience. Petit Twan Twomek. Yeah. Lovely. Love. Shout out Chef Ludo. But it was very different working relationship than I had with John and Vinny. Were
0: you working at both places?
1: I was like director of ops. So right. at that point, I was like running all the wine programs, director of ops, like hire, like HR. John
0: and Vinny are investors in Ludo? Or were these two separate they people you were working for? They
1: divorced right. amicably. But yes, they were like the financial backing okay. for Ludo.
0: So you going and helping Ludo made Men's, sense for everybody. Well, it was, and also
1: like our company was bringing the infrastructure for him. Right. So it was his stuff, but like with our backend operations Fabulous. that we had honed and developed. And we had, so we had four restaurants and there was like talk of doing another one with Ludo. And I just was so burnt out. So I was like, yo guys, I love you. You're my brothers, but like, I can't do this anymore and they were like, what do you mean? And I was like, I wanna have my own business. Like my creativity is like at rock bottom. Mm -hmm. And they were like, well, we wanna be in the business that you're gonna be in. We have this space on Fairfax. Like we wanna do the Italian restaurant we've always wanted to do and dreamed of doing. And we have this crazy liquor license and we can put a wine shop in the back. And they were like, become a partner in this project. So. cool." Yeah, that's how it started is we're partners in the whole thing. So it's like this really beautiful, a lot of people think they're separate, but it's like this marriage of the three of us of like. Yeah. And then we just built our dream restaurant. Are they Italian? Vinny is. Yeah.
0: Tolo. Vinny De (laughs) Tolo.
1: John is not Italian.
0: Who did the menu for that restaurant?
1: You know they both do it, but I would say Vinny is
0: leads more
1: creative. But like my mouth just
0: watered thinking about the like, fucking food. silly and stuff. Yeah, the, the salads
1: brought some food. I love the oh chops out the dressings. John's a badass chef as the well. The Calabrian
0: chili dressing it's just, on the fucking lettuce—it's it's
1: it's just really, really the gem. Davide is
0: a huge hater on Italian restaurants. Really. Yeah, I mean, because he'll be like, this isn't Italian food.
1: So what does he like And he LA? loves
0: John and Vinny. Really? He totally under. Well, it, now he completely understood. Like when he lived in New York, he worked for Brunello mm. and had just moved to America. And there was a restaurant, there is a restaurant in Brooklyn called Antica Pesa. Mm-hmm. And it's a guy from Sicily. And so he felt safe there and he would go there all mm. the time. And he yeah. was like, they cook what I, you know, I'd take whatever. And then, then he really started to understand American Italian and how, what a, res- like, understanding it and respecting it understanding what a serious Mm -hmm. thing that is in this country because he's like but i don't understand these people don't speak italian like what are they do like it's a especially meeting my grandma and being like you know my parents wouldn't told me not to speak italian and it was embarrassing to be an immigrant and like wow but this is like but she was like i'm italian and like would cook for him. And she'd be like, this is my sauce and my sauce is my <laughs> thing. And then, you know, he met PJ who does Monty's and then he met all of our, and all of our friends. And he was like, oh, this is a very serious yes. thing. Mm-hmm. And so now he understands that sector of food and he'll be like, John and Vinny's this just really does it the best. Like he's Thank like, that's you. the best.
1: I'm gonna food. let Vinny know that he'll be so happy. I mean, and John.
0: Because it's like Italians are fucking, you know, like from one side of Sicily to the other, they're competitive about how they make pasta it's, from the north to the south. Yeah. They're like, like he's Sicilian. Northerners are like, you're not even Italian.
1: It's a different language.
0: Completely. Different his dialect different. is crazy. crazy. His accent is crazy. So imagine coming here and being like, wait, what? Like, why is there vodka? And or why is there like, what's vodka sauce? Like, yeah, why, why is cream in this? What is the collab? Yeah,
1: exactly. Well, I think what John and Vinny do really well is they like their riffs are really authentic
0: so authentic so
1: that like there isn't any like i'm trying to be something i'm not Mm -hmm. it's just like i'm trying to be delicious you're the most delicious with and i think that. betraying the inspiration totally and there's so much science behind what we do it's like not accidental there's a lot of testing there's a lot of thought Mm -hmm. from like the dough to the temperature of the dough to like how much acid sugar fat balance do mm-hmm. things need so
0: on top of it being dish for day di- i mean the chicken is fucking good the broccolini is fucking good <laughs> i love that broccolini i love it too when, when the little grape when the little raisin plumped mm. raisin pops yeah. in your mouth Ah, golden raisins but outside of that I, the branding
1: yes about.
0: <laughs> and the dishes feel like they're branded and the froyo <laughs> is branded and the cookies that come at the end and your logo being pink to juxtapose the green. Yes, and yeah. the, it's all, I mean, who came up with that? I mean, we were, it's genius.
1: We thought a lot about it before we opened. Like it was in, we built the space very intentionally because like right when John was opening, Instagram was kind of like becoming. Mm-hmm. So we did know we, these were thoughtful choices about like white tabletops and the placemats and like having a very art. We all are very into art. Mm-hmm. We love art. So that was thoughtful. For the logos, we knew we wanted them to be like the John logo is very inspired by like this artist, Jonas Wood. He's a friend. Oh yeah, I
0: never realized that.
1: Yeah, like that kind of style. And we had these amazing people, Ben Jones and Nick Weidenfeld, that helped just kind of take what we wanted and put it into a vector file and then the helens we wanted it to always be juxtaposing but same so like the cursive is my handwriting oh cute that was then like vectorized and then we had someone we work with at supreme help us with the pantones because it's like it's really just about pantone magic Mm -hmm. it's got to be the perfect green and the pink that like perfect green like perfect it's not quite like baby pink but it's not fuchsia like what Mm -hmm. the fuck is that (laughs) And that's how it started. And then the Helen stuff, really, I just took it and ran with it. Like the boxes, I was like, I want to do repetitive pink. Awesome. Yeah. And thanks.
0: Okay, let's talk about wine. Okay, let's do it. What's the best way for someone who doesn't know anything about wine to try to understand wine?
1: I think it depends what level you want to understand it. But in like a scholastic sense, there's like one book I recommend people mm, read. Okay, 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 I think it's really great for an overview. It's called Windows on the World Wine Course. It's this guy, Kevin Zraeli, and he used to, there used to be that restaurant at the Top of the World Trade Center. called oh, yeah. Windows on the World. It's a really special place. And he wrote this like 101 wine course. And I recommend it to all my it's a great Christmas gift. baby psalms. Yeah. It's really easy to read. Like has graphics. Cool. It's not like thick and intimidating. You can read it in the bath. You can read it on your couch, yeah. on a plane. Right. So I do that. And then I just encourage people to start asking more questions. Like it's not annoying. Like people should feel engaged with wine professionals. And I think the shame is that a lot of wine professionals can get insecure, defensive instead of just welcoming those conversations. So... I always look to the consumer like ask questions. Why do you like this? What's the deal with this? Cause it's wine is so complicated and expansive. Mm -hmm. So if you like layer in like a base layer of like, okay, I'm gonna understand what wine is grown where, how does this generally work? How is wine made? Then as you're like out in the world, it starts to layer in more. What do you think about
0: California? It does because I now can understand, like now I understand.
1: Like you know more about wine probably just from traveling Italy,
0: Yeah, I mean, I I, I now Regions, know from grapes. being with him, too, that, like, if we're at a rest, any Italian restaurant and there's an Etna Rosso on the menu, <laughs> just order the Etna Rosso because <laughs> it's always well-priced and it's so delicious and minerally mm-hmm. and, like, that, that volcanic, land, that volcano, yeah. that Dominic but, grew yeah. up on Etna. Oh, my God, he did? Yeah. It's so
1: intensely dramatic
0: yeah it's and the, yeah.
1: the cactuses are the things doesn't like, it look like hawaii and california and, and the Mars, italy and, and you're
0: Mar- like, i know it's so weird
1: i think the best experience i had on etna and i'll have to look up the name is we went to this like i was there in the summer and we went to this like ski resort and ate like oh, yeah. arancini 50 ways and then hiked up and found like <laughs> juniper and i was like what is this heaven like oh uh, yeah,
0: it's so cool
1: I mean, do you go back a lot? Like We try to as much as yeah. possible. It's just
0: fucking expensive. It's so expensive We fly. went this summer. We're, we'll go. Now we'll go every, now we'll rent a place. I mean, we run our own businesses, so it's really hard. Davide's in the store. But we need to, especially with Carmela and mm. being away from his whole family, we need to do what the Italians do, and, and we need to be there for a month.
1: Chunks. You know, yeah. so we just need
0: to do our chunk and then go yeah. every other Christmas because Aww. we want her to be there for Christmas with her you know, he's like, my daughter's American. Like, ugh. Like, (laughs) in a good way, but he's also like, oh my God, like, I I want her to understand the nuances of being a Sicilian person. Where did she come from? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he loves how he grew up.
1: Sicily's so special. It's very special.
0: I like Pantelleria; That's my favorite Pantelleria is insane. Yeah. I know the whole thing. And it's not expensive once you're there. Um, Like, it's not this bougie. You know, if you go to little places, it's all very, there's places we eat where I'm like, those 30 euro. like, we literally just ate 50 appetizers oh. and like, like the pasta mezzet, and pizza. Like, pasty spreads yeah. where you're
1: just like, they're like, go help yourself.
0: What do you think about California wine?
1: Cali wine, I love it. I think that there's, okay, so there's like, the old school, right? Mm-hmm. Like your parents experience in Napa. Yeah, it was which... a lot of S.
0: Anderson. Mm-hmm.
1: Just incredible winemakers. Like, I don't know when exactly they were there. but in the 70s. In the 70s. Or,
0: pardon me, Jesus Christ. My dad started going up in the 70s, but they owned the property in the 80s and early 90s. So
1: still like really amazing. I think there was a shift in the 90s to early 2000s where like people started changing their winemaking style a little too heavy-handed for me, personally.
0: Well, if I have a glass, and this is, and then we'll get into like natural wine. But if I drink a fat glass of a California red, if I drink a bottle of that, obviously, because I'm not like a one glass girl. No. And I have a bottle of Natty wine. I feel like fucking shit when I have it the next day when I drink a bottle from California. Like the California wine. Yes. I'm there's, just like, oh, and I wake up at three in the morning because I just feel like so. You have the feeling like
1: that. Um, what is that? OK, so a couple things going on. I mean, it's so hard without it being producer specific. Yeah. One thing I was going to say about California wine is there's like a whole new generation of winemakers who the wine is really exciting. Totally. It's not necessarily like natty wine, but it's really cool. So we can get into that. But it's probably the level of alcohol, how high the alcohol is is directly related to how much sugar is in the wine. Got it. And so it's like a lot of these bigger California wines are like 15% alcohol, 16 because the grapes are so hot when they're picked. So like the sugar level is higher mm. and that's a style. And like some people are going for that style. It's also how your body metabolizes different like tannic structures. I'm mm. not a doctor, but like <laughs> there is a thing where, you know, Cabernet Sauvignon, much different, like structure of the skins than Mm. a Pinot Noir. Got it, okay. So like most California wine is gonna have, if it's a cab, it's gonna have like a different tannic structure. And I believe, and we're trying to figure out how to find an expert on this because it kind of has to be a doctor, that like tannins metabolize in women's bodies completely different than men. Mm -hmm. And that like, as you get older, it changes. So like maybe in your 20s, you could like take down the cab from Cali, but now you're like, I feel great if I have natural wine. It's usually lower alcohol,
0: but there's something
1: that happens inside of us.
0: Is natural wine a real thing? Because Someone sent me an article and I didn't read it because I was like, fuck this headline, but it was from the New York Times that said that there's not even that like saying natural wine is like not even a real thing.
1: Well, it's not a defined category of wine. Mm -hmm. It's one that like people in my position would like use that phrase to define certain wines, maybe. But in the last five years, the consumer just really latched on and wanted to like push a definition. They wanted a lot of wine that's not technically a natural wine to be a natural wine to (sighs) soothe their own brain. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like we do as humans, like manipulate and control. But if you ask a professional what is natural wine, they would say it's a wine that, like, there's absolutely nothing added or taken away. This is,
0: like, completely certified organic, too, right? Would yeah. Be.
1: It's, like, I mean, not necessarily certified because there's some people who can't afford. They're tiny winemakers. They yeah, can't, can't afford, afford to the pay certification. the certification. Yeah. So it means, that, like, the grapes are in the ground. There's nothing sprayed on them. There is no Like Aveline. Those aren't natural wines. But, like, that's Okay. You know, Catherine and Cameron would never say this is a natural wine. That's why they tried to carve out a category called clean wine. Mm -hmm. You know, they harp on and not in a bad way. I love them and know them. And it's great. I like that wine a lot. It's delicious. Mm -hmm. It's organic. It's made really well. And I helped them develop like, okay, what are the big no's? Like, what does your wine need to avoid so that women can trust your brand and feel good after they drink it? And so they would never say it's a natural wine because it's not because it has a little added sulfur. They do. There's a few. What are the additives? Sulfur? So to make it a non-natural wine, well, like wine's an unregulated yeah. industry. So you can so you could add like hundreds of things and no one's going to tell you. So crazy. Yeah, it's really fucked. So sometimes it also, if you drink a wine and you feel like shit the next day, it could be that there's shit in there. Like it's a processed thing. It's like if you eat three Big Macs, you might feel like shit too. Yeah, I mean,
0: if there's somebody who's like, I don't want to fucking drink like pesticide water. Yep,
1: yeah, basically. Pesticide juice. Mm-hmm.
0: What are we, where are we looking for our wine?
1: You're looking for different importers and distributors. Or I you subscribe
0: to-, to dry wine farms. Oh, yeah. Is that a Dry thing? farm wine? Dry farm wine. Yeah. I always get that one. I've heard. I do it because my mom drinks a lot of wine. I think it's great. And doesn't eat a lot. And she's like 74. <laughs> <laughs> and, you <laughs> know, she'll have like her cheese and crackers Aww. and then drink her wine. It's like a bird. And I'll think, yeah, I think it's a generational thing. Yeah. And I'll look at her and think, like, okay, so you'll, <laughs> the other day, she'll kill me. She's like, I don't drink a lot of wine. I'm like, she like took the wine out of the fridge and I was like, Yo, really? Like, there's only one. Like, she filled up her bath, and I was like, <laughs> that's almost done. like you've had more than a, like that's, there'll be one cup left when you finish that one. And she's like, what? It's, I don't know. There's a hole in the bottle. But I'm thinking (laughs) to myself, my little mommy, I don't want her drinking things that are not good because it's, that's what she drinks. You know, if she has a cocktail, then she's fucking wiped out, right? She's like, wine's good for you. I'm like, that's not a thing, but wine,
1: There's arguments. I I think a glass of red, whatever. I I believe it's
0: healthy. Sure. But I think in her mind, she's like, having a bottle of wine is better than having, like, a martini. But I'm like, well, a martini is just straight liquor. You know what I mean? You're not getting all the other stuff. Regardless, someone, you know, or, like, you know, a lot of women, like, our age are very health-conscious. We're getting older. We want to make sure we're not. So, like, where are we looking for wine if we're trying to be, quote-unquote, healthy.
1: Well, Helen's Wines, I ship nationwide. Mm -hmm. Dry Farm's cool. The only bad feedback I've heard is sometimes people just don't like a lot of, like, they don't feel like they taste good. No, they don't. I get
0: it it for my mom. Yeah. And so some people
1: can't taste as much as others. Their taste buds are different. We pride ourselves on like, yo, this wine's great and it tastes really good across all spectrums. I think if you're like in Kansas, you know, it just depends where you are. If you're on a budget, like I think a brand like Avaline is great Mm -hmm. for that person who's like, I don't have a lot of money. I want to drink a wine that's not going to make me feel like shit and is not going to do harm to my body. But unfortunately, it's like it's a lot of marketing dollars behind liquor and alcohol. And I would say find like a small wine shop you trust and explain to them what you're looking for. It doesn't need to say organic on the label. Because a lot of times that's like hoaxy, you know, like what is organic produce when you go to Whole Foods? Like, I know. Does I always just ask for pesticide free when yeah. I go to the farmer's market. Exactly. Too.
0: Yeah. 30 million women are impacted by weakened or thinning hair. And if you're like me and you're among them, know that you are not alone and that there is a solution you can trust to deliver results. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement clinically shown to improve your hair growth, thickness, and visible scalp coverage. You have probably seen my hair. If you listen to this podcast, I'm assuming you've seen my Instagram, You know what I look like. My hair is thick and it's healthy. And when I tell you I used to have four hairs on my head, I truly used to have four hairs on my head. Nutrafol supports healthy hair growth from within by targeting the five root causes of thinning hair, which is stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, and metabolism. And they solve this through whole body health. Nutrafol has three unique formulas to support women through all stages of life, including postpartum and menopause. And when I tell you I took those postpartum pills the day I came home from the hospital, panicked that my thick pregnancy hair was going to fall out, I could not have rushed (laughs) To those supplements more, and I have not had any postpartum hair loss. Each formula is physician-formulated using natural, drug-free, medical-grade ingredients in consistently effective dosages so you get the most reliable results. In a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after six months. You can grow thicker, healthier hair and support our show by going to nutrifol.com and entering the promo code everything to save $15 off your first month subscription. This is their best offer anywhere and it is only available to U.S. customers for a limited time. Plus free shipping on every order. Get $15 off at nutrifol.com That is N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com promo code everything. Founded on the idea that Taste Matters Spritz Society was created because life is too short for drinks that you don't love. The brand was built by an engaged and passionate community of Spritz lovers. I'd like to include myself in that community. Thank you very much. Thousands of people were surveyed on what they want from their perfect beverage, the flavors, the packaging and more. And they even voted on the four original flavors, which is grapefruit, blood orange, pineapple and lemon, as well as their most recent launch, which is peach. That original group was known as the Spritz Society, and that's how the brand got its name. The result is this fabulous canned sparkling cocktail that not only tastes amazing, but you can feel good about drinking because they're low-calorie, low-sugar cocktails that are full of flavor. Sprit Society takes all-natural, recognizable ingredients and packs them into a convenient sparkling canned cocktail that you can take anywhere. They're low-calorie, low-sugar with 6% ABV, then guaranteed delicious. They come in five iconic flavors, like I mentioned before. My personal favorite is grapefruit. I love bringing these to parties. I love having them stocked in my fridge for when guests come over. They're delicious, light, fabulous, easy, and they're fun. It's a nice way to drink a cocktail. And if you don't know what to try first, then get the Spritz Society Variety Pack, which is a gorgeous little package that contains all four of the original flavors. You can add peach to complete the whole set. And thanks to our friends at Spritz Society, you can try their iconic sparkling cocktails for 10% off by using code BEST at SpritzSociety.com. That's code BEST for 10% off on SpritzSociety.com. That's S-P-R-I-T-Z Society.com. If someone's trying to build up a wine collection. Let's do it. Where are we going? What are we doing? How does that start? Okay, it depends
1: if they have like an initial investment or mm-hmm. what the end goal is okay. like if you want to buy wine and age it, yes. that's very different wine that you would want to start buying now because not all wine should be aged okay so like you're gonna have to spend a little bit more upfront to get wines that are like from better vineyards mm-hmm. that have like the legs to run the test of time okay. But if you're like, I want to have a 30 bottle collection. So like when people come to my house, I always have like champagne on hand. Mm-hmm. And I always have like something for everyone. I would just, I like people to hit key categories, but only buy wine that you like. Mm. So like if it's at my house, I always have champagne. I love champagne. I'm obsessed with it. Which, what's your
0: favorite champagne? Oh my God. Like I brought one of them. Oh,
1: <laughs> but
0: we're gonna uh, have by a the way, idea. everybody, nothing <laughs> is better yeah. speaking of branding. Nothing is better than when someone shows up to a dinner we're doing at our house or a party with that fucking Helen's wine. Mm. It's like, you're just like, and I always know personally whatever bottle is from Helen's, if I see the sticker, that's that's what I grab out of my fridge or that's what I grab out of my cabinet and I always, if people, this is, I'm a fucking bitch. If people bring Helen's wine over for the party, hide it. I hide it. Yeah. And I put out my other cheaper <laughs> shit because I'm like, people are drunk at this point. And then, and then the know. next day I'll be like, oh, I have my Helen's bottle. Yeah.
1: Well, thank you so much. Honestly, that's why the sticker was created. Yeah. So it could be
0: spotted it's, in the wild. It's good.
1: But for me, like what I always have at my house is I have champagne. I have a few white wine. I have some great reds. And then I have like one or two orange wines.
0: Yeah, I love an orange wine.
1: Yeah. And then in the summer, I have a lot of rosé.
0: Do you think if someone wants to have, you know, some whites and some reds, what are, are, do you think like a Pinot Noir is a kind of good standard to give humans Yeah, give Pinot a human Grige? A pinot. You know what I mean? Like, what are we?
1: <laughs> I don't really fuck with the Pinot gris too much. It tastes sweet to me personally. Mm. I mean, I love a Chardonnay.
0: I love I find Chardonnay. The other, I'm the other way. I feel like Chardonnay is too sweet and the Pinot Gris is a little crispier for me.
1: I think it's because everyone experiences everything so. But maybe differently. I don't know enough. I like white burgundy, so I like Chardonnay. Chardonnay reminds from me of like
0: Newport Beach
1: maybe like Cali chard. I don't fuck the with Cali, Cali chard. chard. Ugh. No.
0: Oh my God. Rom yeah, Call I'm it just... mom juice. <laughs> so Newport to to Beach mom juice. <laughs>
1: I'm trying to be like it's white burg babies. Okay, okay. But it's burgundy. So it's like Chardonnay made in like the best soil ever for oh, Chardonnay. Per- okay. And it just expresses like a fucking beautiful Japanese knife slicing through a steak. It's oh my like God. What a so beautiful description. Tasty. Okay. I like Italian white wine a lot. I yeah. do like some Pinot Grigio but I'd rather have like Cortese like Gavi de Gavi or mm, okay. Garganica like I kind of like more esoteric but I love white wine from Sicily it's like it's, it's okay. one of my favorite especially Etna Bianco's like obsessed with them but
0: Alessandro guy Viola is, yeah my god Bisnes,
1: he's so good mm-hmm. the wines are so so good and Girolamo Russo and there's I mean I could talk about Sicilian wine for a long so time so if there's
0: someone who's trying to like we still have a lot of stuff in my parents cellar I sold some of it to Al.
1: Oh, for Gigi's?
0: Yeah. Oh, my God. We were there one night and this guy.
1: <laughs> Al, who likes white wine extra cold. <laughs> he used to text me before he got to the restaurant. He'd be like, what do you have? That's like a really dry white wine. He's like, I need you to make it extra cold. I'm like, bro. You I know. I don't, extra cold. I don't
0: know what that means either. I don't either. know. It's
1: such a New York energy.
0: It's very mom.
1: Did he find a lady? In love?
0: Oh yeah, I'll talk to you about that okay, offline. Okay. Well,
1: cool. offline. Sorry, Al. I'm just reading for you. <clears throat> yeah, he, Team out. it's a
0: good uh so we got a good. Okay. Yeah.
1: So your parents' seller.
0: Yeah, so s- we, we yeah, we so it was so cute. So we sold my mom was like, you know, she was like, I would like some extra cash. Mm-hmm. This wine is either gonna turn into vinegar or it's not. We try to bring up one bottle of it. And my friend do you know Matt Morris? Who's no. a, he's a lives in Napa? He's a he photographs. All of the harvest. Oh, incredible. You know, he watches all these people make wine. He lives up there. He's one of the best photographers in the world. And he's an angel and he's come into our life recently. And I love him. And he does the drive from Napa to LA, one of his vintage cars, all the time.
1: Incredible. And he came
0: over to a dinner party we had, came down with me in the basement, knew which bottles to open, helped us decant them, told us why there was so much sediment, how it happened, what it's doing, why it's breaking down this way, how long we I know it's amazing. So we sold one of the bottles or a a handful of bottles to Gigi's and then we were there one night when it got opened (gasps) and it was this very cheesy dude who knew nothing about wine but really wanted to show off to these like three very corny girls who also didn't care about wine. He bought a bottle for for (laughs) $10,000.
1: Amazing. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Give it my mom too. Which winemaker?
1: Yeah. Uh, Oh, did she consign it? Yeah, it was a Roth.
0: It was an R. Oh my God. Why am I blanking? It'll come back. Bad, Bad wine daughter. Who's oh my god now I'm also my fucking is your mom brain crazy? It's like really bad. Who's the girl who said who was the Somalia when the restaurant opened? Who used to be at Moza? She did my fucking wedding. I think it's Kirsten. Yeah, she happened to be there that night because I think she knew this guy was coming. He likes to buy wine, and she wanted like he was gonna, and she opened the wine and then she was like, look at your dad's bottle, and like brought it to the table, and then brought me a glass. Oh my God. I know. And I like drank it and I was like, it tastes like honey. And I was like so emotional and it's like, because the best years of my my dad's life were in Napa buying that wine. And I was like, I'm so happy everyone got money off this. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and that guy <laughs> might get laid by one of those oh. hot, you know that tech bro might get yeah, laid fuck and yeah, then I yes. got to try it. it was so nice <sighs> so thinking about how I was raised and thinking about having my daughter yeah, what are things that I can buy like where do you start I mean like we should went be laying
1: down for her yeah because yeah. like we
0: went to like Duckhorn and then they have Duckhorn mm-hmm. has a part like a lower end partner in Anderson Valley. And we yeah. went there and like they convinced us to buy a bunch of stuff. And it's like in our cellar. And I was like, why did we Just let them do it. this to us? I
1: would say it'll probably get better. Yeah, I don't love duck horn personally. One thing about that bottle from your dad's cellar is like, I think that's what's so beautiful about wine. Like you traveled through time with yes. that wine. It's bit, you like went forward and backward. It's like so metaphysical. You went to a specific moment, even if you weren't there. Mm-hmm. Like that is so
0: cathartic. It's crazy. I wanna buy wine for her. at Like I, I fucked up and didn't do it, but I like want- Like her birth year. I wanna buy some from her birth year. It's I wanna buy late. some when she's 10. I wanna buy yeah. some when she's 18, 21. Yeah. And then, so by the time she's older, we can celebrate big moments in her life by opening bottles that we got. Like, we opened a special bottle of wine the night my dad died. Hmm. Like, because they, like, took his body out and we all sat there and we were like, we should start drinking, right? And we took out a reserve called the fucking patriarch from Frank family that he wanted. And I was like, let's just drink this bottle. You know what I mean? That also odd and cathartic and dark. There's... So I want to build those moments. Hopefully it's not me dying, but I want to build those
1: moments for her. I mean, it's like you need to buy like it sounds like your dad I, I don't know how he bought but he bought with intention yeah and thought and put like research into it I think you have to kind of decide like do you like what could be interesting for Carmela is like California and Italy oh Sicilian. cute yeah uh, you know so uh, yeah. it's like you buy something that represents her here and something that represents her there oh yeah I didn't think,
0: think of that and that's the adorable the question
1: would be like does it do you want it to be Sicilian specifically? Because like Sicilian wine ages, but like not quite not as well. Not for 10 years, not 15 years. Yeah, it, Barolo or like Brunello's would probably yeah. age way better. Mm-hmm. So I would like go in that direction. And then if you get a Reserva, it's obviously like the best vines. So that's going to age even longer. Mm-hmm. And I would just start tasting stuff. The good news is, is that 2021 Barolo and Brunello's aren't coming for like a few more years. We're on 2018 right now. Oh, amazing. So I can,
0: great. Okay. You got, you got time. So I can wait to get so, that like, bottle. a lot
1: of the best wines are, like for Sky, I want to get him Burgundy. And like 2021s are not out yet. So it's like, I'm saving my little money. He's like a little Pinot Noir nut. A <laughs> kid. Being is a mom is, is crazy. He's Home 18 he months. He's June 17th.
0: Yeah. Carmelo's the eight.
1: Literally the same age. You got age. a cancer though. I have a Gemini. Oh,
0: he's still Gemini. Gemini boy. Yeah, it, is a Gemini. It's
1: actually my opposite sign. I'm a Sag. Oh, I don't know yeah. much about astrology. I just recently started getting into it for my own. So we both have Gemini? I don't know because maybe you feel this way. Like I feel like you have this baby, right? And you're like, I did this thing and it's amazing. And you have like this amazing career going and you're doing all these things and you're building your empire around you. And I feel like there's so much like control I had and then I have suddenly have been feeling like there's something, I don't know what it is. Like, I I think it's this mom shift. Mm. It's like this identity flow, not in a bad way. It's kind of cool.
0: You want another one?
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. We're gonna try it. We're trying now, but I'm turning 40 in like three weeks. Doesn't whatever. I know. We want one more.
0: I know someone I'm not gonna drop her name who's 50 and pregnant. Shut the fuck up. Mm -hmm. What?
1: Frozen eggs. I didn't freeze mine. Did you freeze yours? No,
0: because no.
1: If I have a daughter, I'm going to freeze her eggs when she's 18 if Uh she wants to. Yeah. It's like such a gift. Well, it was. Those are
0: really. It just became normal. Like my girlfriends who were doing Mm -hmm. it five years ago, I was like, well. Yeah. Uh, Intense. That's a lot. But it's a good thing that they're doing it because now they either are single or just got in relationships and they're not putting that pressure on their partners. Yeah. But I do feel like I just, like, do you feel like you. Just kind of got like Like back
1: in back in the fucking swing. I know. But for me, I'm going to I want to do it now because like I haven't I don't think I've fully allowed myself to get back, which is also on me. Like, I don't think that's necessarily healthy Like Mm -hmm. to like hit such a long pause.
0: I don't think so either. I'm like, we need to start.
1: Yeah. Or no, no no not even pause on that. Just oh. pause on like, you know, that thought where you're like, I'm just gonna bang it out like back to back and then I'll have my life and my body back. But yeah. like it's such a fairy tale. It's yeah, like, it is that story tale. is the
0: wrong one to tell. Do you have any tips for navigating work life baby? Oh my gosh. And husband.
1: Oh my gosh. <coughs> Are you guys married? Not technically, oh. no. But we Do you get to house. call him your boyfriend? Yeah. I love that. My hot boyfriend. <sighs> work life baby. Just try and get home on time for me. It's like it's hard for me to leave sometimes and I feel guilty and like just allowing myself the grace to be like I am doing the best that I can do and I have a tiny human that is only going to be this age once so mm-hmm. I'm going to go home and raise that human. I think it's just thinking big picture for me is really important like the zoom out like you can get so caught up in like work for me right now this moment whereas in like 15 years sky's going to be like what is a bigger part of my life than mm-hmm. that accomplishment i hope i don't know i mean work is amazing i'm feel like what i get to do for work isn't work so oh, that's why oh, it's hard nice. to leave it
0: uh. well thank you helen thank you pia where can people find you? you can
1: find me on instagram at helenswines.com wait no that's on the webs okay at helenswines and helenswines.com can you write a book
0: You should do a children's mind book.
1: I know. I've or something. This woman, we've talked about it for years. And it's so funny. I was thinking about that today. I was like, I really should think about the book I want to write. Because Mm -hmm. I would like to. You should too. I would want to read your book.
0: What would it be about? No. I think so. (laughs) I
1: feel like you're just really empowering. Oh my God. Thank you.
0: Yeah. All right, well, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Of course. It's the best.